Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Troll Talk Podcast. I am your host, Liz Cox, and today is quite possibly my favorite episode of the whole season. And that's a bold statement because we have had some incredible podcast guests, but I am overly biased because this guest is my very, very, very best friend in the whole entire world, and I convinced her to get on the podcast with me today. (laughs) (laughs) and talk all things bridesmaids, but mostly how to do friendship, especially as an adult. I know that friendship as adults, it's just a whole nother ball game. And I am very, very blessed in that I have an amazing community. And so today we're, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the power of community. We're going to talk about just this sacrificial love and promise we make to each other when we when we say yes to being a bridesmaid and and what that looks like played out long past the wedding day and I'm just I'm really excited Cassie and I have a really precious friendship but I hope that you all can can take bits from this conversation and feel empowered to love your people well and if you don't have community quite like you hear us talk about we pray earnestly that you can find that in your own life. So guys, I am incredibly excited for y'all to listen to our conversation today. It is a little bit long, I will warn you, but I promise every second is worth listening to, not because we're (laughs) awesome and wise, but um, I really do just feel like God gave us some some good words to share with y'all and just things we've learned over the last almost 10 years of friendship together and almost 20 weddings as bridesmaids collectively. So um, without further ado, y'all, I hope that you'll sit back, relax, and enjoy my amazing conversation with my amazing best friend, Cassie Dilly. Guys, today I'm going to be, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm probably biased that this is uh, probably my favorite interview ever, but it's because this is kind of an unexpected one because my best friend's on the podcast. <laughs> it's the best. Best day ever. Best day ever. You probably didn't understand that because my voice just went 10 octaves higher, but my best friend is on the podcast. But really, I was like, you know, we need to talk about um, being a great bridesmaid. And collectively, we've been and I've been in eight. How many oh have you been in? I think. Like seven or eight. Yeah. I have to count it. So almost 21. As bridesmaids, we've mm-hmm. been in almost 20 weddings. We're basically professionals. We're available for hire. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And two, we've both worked as wedding vendors for the past five years. Wow, five years, yeah. Maybe more. No, almost more 10 years. I was right. I was your sidekick when yeah. I was in college. So yeah, almost for, 10. First wedding I ever shot. Cassie was my second shooter. <laughs> it's great. Oh, and I didn't even tell you her name. Hi, this is Cassie <laughs> Dilly. She's my best friend. Hi, friend. <laughs> um, Cass, why don't you kind of tell them the story? The story of us. Oh, how did wow. we become friends? How did we become friends? <laughs> well. Um, we both have been in Lexington our entire lives, and it turns out we've probably overlapped paths yeah. in a bajillion different ways. But we our met whole lives. our whole lives. We met in college through Young Life Ministries. Yep. We got placed in the same Bible study, and before that, we had kind of we had a mutual friend mm-hmm. um, at the time, and so we kind of got to know each other a little bit. But it wasn't until the summer between our freshman and sophomore years mm-hmm. that we became co-counselors at a Christian camp for kids. And we instantly clicked. Yeah. But, I mean, spending three weeks with, uh, like, 10-year-old girls, we'll do that to you. (laughs) So um, we instantly clicked, and then we came back, and then... Um, you are part of the reason that I, my now husband, became my boyfriend back then, and that's um, a fun story we too. Just became kind of inseparable. I slept on your couch for a couple of yeah. couple of weeks, mm-hmm. just because I liked your all's house better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> it really, I mean, it was crazy. Like we we joke all the time that like when you meet like when Cassie met her husband Nathan, it was like pretty instant too. Like they. Mm-hmm. Kind of never went back, which that story is funny. I'll tell you it real quick. So we were walking from our camp. This is the same summer that we're summer camp. 
kids or counselors. And we're walking from our cabin to the breakfast hall and Nathan is out. So he was co-counseling with my, at the time, boyfriend. And so it was just this like dreamy little land for us. It's like, oh, yay. Counselor love story. And so selfishly in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, I want Cassie to date Nathan because then the four of us can go on double dates and it'll be so fun. And so I didn't even really think about their actual like compatibility, but Nathan was sweeping the porch and just looked like such a kind servant man. Like a good, ser- like he had a servant's heart, not like a peasant. <laughs> and I said, someone should date him. <gasps> you should date him. And then little did I know, he had already been thinking about it in his head. And I don't know if I, I don't remember if I said something to him. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, at that point, the seed had been planted. Yeah. Well, when you suggested it, I was like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. Sure. Maybe. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. I wouldn't hate it. And then they went on a date like a week later. Uh, probably. On a, my birthday. Oh, wait. No, that was no, when he became less official. Than a, less than a week later. But we started dating within three weeks. Yeah. And it was pretty. It was fast. When I find my people, I keep my people. Here I found you clone. and I kept you pretty quickly and found Here him. Here we are. Kept him that pretty was, quickly. That was the summer of 2011. Whoa. That's crazy. I Eight know. years ago, right? And I think I, they say when you've been friends for seven years, you're stuck with each you're other. You're stuck so. with each other for life. Yeah. Stuck with me, friend. Well, and I had been friends with Nathan for several years prior to that. Gosh. Yeah, your friendship puts ours to shame. Yeah. It, well, no. But it's funny because my two best friends are married to, like, my two best guy friends. And I always selfishly in my head was like, well, I'm not going to marry these guys. But, like, I want my people to marry these guys so they don't get to leave my life and the lord is just gracious and <laughs> granted gr- granted my wishes it's really yeah. all about me it's all about you <laughs> we're, just, we're just here to make your life easier liz that's really what we're here for <laughs> uh, but but really there's like so much to that and we'll get into it later because we're going to just talk about the sweetness of friendship in all seasons but it really like the story of our friendship is such a testament to God's grace and mm-hmm. we've gotten to to be bridesmaids in a lot of weddings together which is really sweet yeah. and your wedding and your story of engagement and marriage is really precious and hard but like mm-hmm. such a testament to the Lord's grace and mercy and um so there was just no one else that I wanted to do this conversation with. Like there were a couple of people I was like, oh, they could speak to that. They could speak to that. And I was like, no, I want like I want my person to speak to that. Aww. So um, well, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Excited. This is my favorite podcast. So I have arrived. <laughs> my, my number one fan. <laughs> and that too. I was like, I can't close out season one without having the person. I was like do this podcast. I think I listened to the very first episode, which your very first episode out there is just like you. It's not oh, a guest. It's yeah. literally, but I think I listened to it a lot. Of well, luckily for you, it's like 30 seconds long. So. But still. I'm telling you, number one fan over here. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the story of us. But like I said, collectively, we've been in, I mean, so many weddings. Either yeah. worked them, been in them, but... Also, I think what's really sweet is that over the years, we've walked through engagement with you and a lot of friends. And when I think about someone who celebrates people really well, like I think of you. Oh, thanks, <laughs> I just, I do. And so I want you, I mean, it's going to make it sound like you're bragging on yourself a little bit, but like <laughs> you, you do a really good job. And I think God just wired you that way to like always see cause for celebration. So like kind of share with people, um... Some of the best ways to, to celebrate a friend during engagement. Obviously, like, you know, you're always going to do bridal shower, engagement, like, all of your standard, like, cookie cutter celebrations. But, like, going beyond that, like, finding yeah. the special little ways. I mean, I can think of a hundred things that you do, but I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe you'll have to help me out. I know. Um, talking about myself is not my favorite. It's no one's favorite. Uh, that's true. <clears throat> Let's see. I think the biggest thing that I have learned um, just in – in walking alongside others in their season, but also walking through it myself is those first days are so precious, first days and weeks. And there's so many new emotions and there's so many people that want to jump on the celebratory train, but it's the days that kind of trickle afterwards where the stress sets in as a new engaged 
um, a woman and you mm-hmm. realize like, oh my gosh, I'm a bride-to-be and all the planning and all the expectations of other people start to set mm-hmm. in and that's when you have the most opportunity as a friend to step in mm-hmm. and really, um, celebration sometimes really just looks like support. Mm-hmm. And good. so um, I think, you know, this is something I learned from you actually, Liz, oh, um, watching you walk through as a maid of honor to one of our friends. But um, whether or not you are a gift giver or whether or not your bride or friend is a gift lover, um, I think just little tokens of um, like, hey, I see you. Hey, I'm with you in this season. Hey, this is a reminder that I haven't forgotten that this mm-hmm. is a really exciting time, but also a really hard time. And so I think whether it's, you know, and this goes for friendship across the board, whether it's um, news of an engagement or a pregnancy or a new house or a new job, dropping in with like a card and a little gift. It can be like from the dollar section of Target, but just a little something that says, I see you and I'm thinking of you um, is a really sweet way to celebrate people. I think another um, big thing is like, depending on how long an engagement is, again, it gets like stressful and you mm-hmm. start thinking about the details. And I think one of the best ways is to just check in. People yeah. loved me so well by checking in and saying, what can I do for you? How can I use my talents to help serve you? One of yeah. our best friends addressed all of my, oh my invitations gosh. because she's got the most Angel. gorgeous handwriting and she stayed at the dinner table until 1am yeah. to do it. And I felt so undeserving, but she was so happy to use her skills Mm -hmm. to love me well, and I felt loved. But on the flip side, it's, you know, someone else being able to just, like, run errands Mm -hmm. or just jump in and help. Mm -hmm. Um, Loving people, I think, and celebrating them is just showing up Mm -hmm. and being present and not underestimating that your friend needs you and wants you in that season. And so um, just not, like, if they don't ask you, don't just slide off to the back and think, oh, they don't need me. It's probably because right. either A, they don't want to ask for help, or yeah. B, they're so stressed that they're, they don't want to impart that stress on yeah. you. Mm. Those are just a few things. I love that. That's so good, and that was really what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, too, like, I have watched Cass, like, any engagement party we have, without a doubt, she comes in hand with a bridal magazine and a sweet card. And again, that's, like, not something super extravagant, but it's saying, hey, let's acknowledge what just happened here, and, like, it's okay to be excited. I think sometimes, and I think I've watched uh, this happen in a couple friends' lives, especially the older we get, because there is this funny transition, especially, like, if you've been the single friend for a long time, um, and then all of a sudden, like, you you become the engaged one and you kind of feel like you've left your single friends behind um so you kind of hold back on really celebrating and rejoicing what's happened for you and the gift that this is so to that I say don't do that like Mm. it's okay to be excited if your friends are still in a single season and they're bitter about that like that's on them that is not on you um so celebrate what what God has given you and the gift that engagement and the future marriage is going to be. And for those that are, well, this could be a whole nother podcast, but like for the, and we're going to get, I'm jumping way ahead, but, um, single sisters out there, it is, I know I am with you. It is, it is sometimes really hard to watch all of the things pop up on your newsfeed or you get the text about the surprise engagement and you just think another one bites the dust. But do not let that hinder the celebration that is deserved for that moment for your friend. Because at the end of the day, like they're your people. And don't when the table when like Lord willing that time happens for you, like don't you want the same to happen for you? Like it it you would be crushed if you knew like your joyful moment is like a burden and a heartbreak to somebody else. Um, so even if it does hurt a little bit, like push through that, that that's like your own little selfish heart. Um, and like you will find joy in being able to joyfully celebrate your people. So, and to that, I think, you know, like, we've been through this even I mean I wasn't single but even the road to engagement was not an easy one and surprise engagements would pop up and you and I wrestled through that a Mm -hmm. lot and you helped talk me through that but it I think realizing that Jesus loved to celebrate people Mm -hmm. and he celebrated people in all different kinds of seasons that he was not actually getting to live in and Mm -hmm. walk in and so realizing that 
you know, we're not unseen in our season in mm-hmm. that um, celebrating others can honestly be one of the best ways to, you know, like the saying, fake it till you make it. And yeah. it really, like, I mean that in a genuine way. Sometimes, like, forcing myself to go and get the card and get uh-huh. the balloons and get yeah. the bottle of champagne and get the bridal magazine, the very act of going forward in faithfulness yeah. and still saying, I'm going to celebrate even though my heart is jealous yeah. and I don't want to celebrate. By the time I got there and by the time I saw the joy on my friend's face, it was like, okay, I'm actually really present and I'm actually really feeling these things Yeah. Now. And so sometimes it is, like you said, pushing through but realizing that um, – that the Lord just like kind of gives you that supernatural ability to celebrate if you're willing to be faithful and push through for yeah. the love of your friend. Yeah, to step in and be present for your people. And it's okay. I am not saying do not feel your emotions. Oh, like, I felt all the emotions. Heaven help, feel the feels. But do it in a in a safe, private place yeah. with the Lord. Like wrestle with the Lord. And, and, and a trusted friend. And a trusted friend. Yeah. I think God is so present in safe community. But... Lord knows Cass has, we have seen many tears shed between the two of us <laughs> and seasons and relationships and all of that stuff. But I think practically too, because so those are like sweet little ways that you can show up and be present in the un- unexpected ways, which I think are really important. Um, but I think practically speaking, and to that too, like, yes, we spoke to single people, but I think sometimes the reverse can happen. Like if you're the friend that got married first, you can always sometimes be a little burnt out on yeah the celebrations or you're like oh that season of my life was so long ago like don't belittle the joy that it is for yeah. your friends don't like, ever forget where you came from yeah yeah exactly so the grass is never greener but what matters is showing up and celebrating your people really well yeah. um but i think with that what are some practical things like cuz i think some people just don't really know good etiquette for bridesmaids like for being a bridesmaid (laughs) I mean that's like a thing and I think we come out of a place of just like we just know and and, but I mean we've had some learning curves but I think we also just were raised by mamas who (laughs) taught us how to do it but uh let's talk about some practical things that girls need to know when you get asked to be a bridesmaid first of all is it okay to say no you know um I think it is I really do think it is, and here's why. Um, because if you can't do it with full authenticity and full love and support, you are not loving and serving that bride by agreeing mm-hmm. to do it. Because if you are begrudgingly doing it, it is going to be more heartache on her in the long run yeah. than if you kind of rip the Band-Aid off and say, like, I can't I can't stand that next mm-hmm. to you. Now, I really would challenge you to make sure that your, your reasons are, are valid yeah. and that you have a pure heart behind it. But I do think, like... I do think you can say no. Yeah. And I think people need to hear the freedom in that of like, because we've had friends that have been asked and and have said no. And have said no. And really, like, in the end, it worked out for the best. It really was for the best. And so don't be afraid to say no if you really have strong feelings as to why. Mm -hmm. And that can be a whole range of things. Totally. Um, But yes, I do think you can say no. And I do think on the flip side of that, as much thought as you put into possibly saying no, you need to put in thought into saying yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some, obviously there's that moment where it's like, "Ah, no brainer, I'll stand next to you. But understanding that when you're asked to be a bridesmaid, and I mean this with so much love and gentleness, (laughs) it is not about you. It's so not about you anymore. You are um, a cherished friend that someone has sought to say, I want you next to me, not just for the biggest day of my life, but for all the days leading up to Mm -hmm. it. And for someone who will be accountable to my marriage all the days following it. Mm. And that is a high calling. That is a hard, full, holy calling. Um, And I think you got to take that seriously. And I think, too, when you take that and say, like, yes, I will be your bridesmaid, sister, it's not about you anymore. You just checked the box of not about me and yeah. said, I will follow you to the end. And yeah. that has a lot of implications in the planning process. It does. Um, and I think that goes down to like what you get to wear, what where you go for the bachelorette party, mm-hmm. what the gift is if you give your bride a gift, which I think mm-hmm. is a really sweet thing that I think you should do. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, bridal showers. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Honesty is the best policy. Yeah. That's how you love your bride well. If, fi- if financially, like weddings are expensive, you all. I yeah. mean, we have 
Liz and I, what, we've, we've, we've totaled it up before for certain weddings. And, and we've done full range of, like, really inexpensive. Our dress was $20 to our dress was almost $300. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Full spectrum. Full spectrum. <laughs> and there's lots of, you know, lots of hidden expense in there, too. And there is nothing wrong being honest with mm-hmm. your bride of mm-hmm. where you're at. But also, like, don't don't try to finagle things to yeah. make it cheaper or like make it seem like it's a burden. I mean, this is, could be yeah. its own whole talk, but Truly. I think being a, a good bridesmaid is understanding like you are taking on a selfless form of friendship. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most highlighted ways to really sacrificially serve your friend because mm-hmm. really it that whole season is about them and it's not about you. And so you have to learn to love sacrificially yeah. realizing like, you have the honor of standing mm. next to them on the biggest day. That is a huge privilege. Mm-hmm. And so your job is to love them well by making this as easy as possible. Yeah. I have, not saying that I do this excellently every time, but whenever bridesmaids' dresses come up, I think this is a big one at <laughs> the huge. very beginning. And yeah. it's huge because, one, you buy it with your mm-hmm. money. Two, you then have it for the rest of forever. <laughs> whether you like, whether it or not. you like it or not. And here's the thing. Most brides, they don't want to make your life miserable. They're your friends. Like, they right. are probably anxiously trying to figure out what will work well on you while also fitting in with the aesthetic that they want to choose for their wedding. And they may choose something that is not your favorite. Your fav- It might not be your color. It might not be a mm-hmm. style. They may let you pick out your own style but may have parameters. Mm-hmm. And I think what has always just served me and my bride the best is when I just opt to take the flexible position of, yeah. hey, I will, I will wear what – Whatever. If you've got eight bridesmaids and you've got four dresses to choose from and you want it to be an even mix, you just tell me which one's left over. I'll wear it. Yeah. Because you're probably never going to wear this dress again, sis. It's probably going to either hang in your closet, you'll (laughs) pass it down, it'll go to Goodwill, and that's okay. Like, that's really okay. You're wearing it because it's what your bride wants. Mm -hmm. You're not wearing it to be, like... To, you're not it's, it's not a fashion show no, for you. It's not. And I have had some dresses that literally I adore. They yeah. will never leave my closet, even if I never have a reason to wear them again. And I've had other ones that they served me for a couple of years. I got to rewear it once or twice mm-hmm. and then I passed it on. And that's okay too. Yeah. yeah. But I think just ultimately practical ways, every decision that comes up, you just have to realize it's not about you, it's about your bride, and you would hope that the that the favor would be returned when it's mm-hmm. your day, if you have, if you're not already married, yeah. and if you did it, if you already are married. Now, if you're mm-hmm. a bride that's a bridesmaid and you are going into this like, well, that's not how I did it. Well, it's not because it's not your wedding day. Yeah, so, so shut your mouth. So, so <laughs> it's not again, not about you. Um, I think just having that mindset is a really mm-hmm. healthy one because it just sets expectations that. Uh, you're not. You don't want to be in combat against your bride mm-hmm. or the other bridesmaids. You just yeah. want to be supportive, and no one wants to be that girl. No one no. wants to be the girl that's stirring up drama because it's inconvenient for them. Right. Hopefully, if you are loving and sacrificial, your bride will, in return, be loving and sacrificial towards you and trying to make it easy for you as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's so so good. Well, and I think practically too. I think a lot of bridesmaids have questions like if there are multiple showers do I take a gift to every single one like what do I do on the day of and I think rule of thumb is you do one if, if there's multiple showers you just need to bring a gift to one shower yep. but go to as many showers as you possibly can yep. because even if it's like a intimate family shower or it's everyone in their grandmother shower like you again you have committed to being a huge support system like I've gone to showers that I was maybe one of two bridesmaids that showed up and I was a saving grace to the bride because it was like her extended family that she wasn't really crazy about being around and had to have like awkward small talk like just be prepared to do awkward small talk with families and but what's happening in those moments if you do it well when the wedding day comes, you're also able to then be like a buffer for the bride because I wanted us to get into like what are day of duties too. Yeah. It is not on the like bridesmaids' responsibilities to have relationships with the bride's family. But if, for example, the bride has like a lot of family tension because that's more than likely going to happen, if you go to these showers or ask questions like, hey, 
who can I love for you? Or who do you want to avoid? Like, who do I need to like be a barrier for, for you? Um, like that is such a gift to your bride. Um, so again, practically about showers, um, one gift to a bridal shower, you'll probably have a lingerie shower. Do not take lingerie to the family wedding shower. Please do not do that. (laughs) Please do not. Save the lingerie for the bachelorette party. That could get so awkward. The best is like, I've had like sweet, family members not of mine but like of brides that just don't know any better and so it's like aunt betty who's like 65 (laughs) and thinks she's being like the cool hip aunt bringing lingerie and the bride like pulls out this skanky little thong in front of everyone and it's like oh god okay my aunt's mom is yes it's like now we're all thinking about us having sex thank you for that thanks aunt betty (laughs) thanks aunt betty (laughs) Yes. So don't do that. One gift. Um, I I think to being present as much as you can be, and just being again honest with your bride if you can't be there. When it comes to the wedding day, I think a really sweet gesture, still on the subject of gifts, is when all the girls pitch in and they get you something really sweet from them as their mm-hmm. collective group. And this can range from a whole, I mean, a variety of yeah. things. And. I mean, I think my girls got me. I was they, like, what did we get you? You guys made me a book of, <laughs> oh, like, this really sweet yeah. picture book, and you all wrote notes to me, and it I was just, like, a really sweet book of love. And then also you bought me uh, shiny gold kids because oh, yeah, you knew yeah, yeah. that I wanted to rock um, some gold tennis shoes for yes. my dance floor. Yes. And so I never found them beforehand, and you guys had to surprise mm-hmm. me with them day of. So it can be practical. You know, it yeah. can be practical things like tennis shoes, or it can be – extravagant I think mm-hmm. we got my sister like really pretty pajamas to wear oh yeah um, in addition to lingerie for yeah. for forever it's and, kind of those things mm-hmm. like even like Christmas or something like get the bride something not on the registry like something that you know she loves but would never get for herself like yeah. I remember for our friend Emily she's obsessed with rifle paper company yeah. and I don't know if they still do them or not but they do these caricature um, prints like custom caricatures and so we did one of her and her husband and it was like the with their new last name established 2000 whatever year it was and she loved it yeah, like and she never sweet. would have gotten it for herself um, I think we got her something else but like it was it was like a pretty penny it was meaningful I think we got it framed like yeah um do something that's unique to the bride that is within the bride's like interest level and yeah and something that is really special to them. And it can be a wide range of, like, I've given engraved Bibles where we mm-hmm. we highlighted the Bible verse within for each girl. Yeah, um, we've I mean, we've just done a, a long range. And so also, here's my recommendation. If the maid of honor or matron of honor doesn't take the lead on that, it is okay as the bridesmaid mm-hmm. to recommend and say, yeah. hey, what are y'all's thoughts on us pitching in and doing this? Because... Um, Sometimes the maid of honor or matron of honor has so much on their plates mm-hmm. worrying about their bride. Or it may be a little sister who, yeah. like, doesn't know at yeah. all. Like, she's just the sister, but she's, like, 16 and knows nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, you know, it's it. you can say it in a very loving suggestion of, hey, we should maybe all pitch in. This would be, like, a really sweet thing to, to gift our bride. Mm-hmm. There's so many other practical ways, though. I mean, I think weekend of the wedding, just kind of assume that you're going to be on call for them. And I think the best experiences I've had as a bridesmaid are when I honestly walk out of wedding weekend so exhausted. Mm -hmm. But I am exhausted with a full heart because I've, I've stayed up almost 36 hours before because I was traveling out from out of town to arrive in town for my bride's wedding. And then other bridesmaids were coming and she was... This sweet bride was having to drive like 45 minutes away to pick up people from the airport all day long because she loved her people and she wanted to be the one to greet them. But at one o'clock in the morning, she's exhausted and she's going to drive by herself. And all I wanted to do was crawl in bed. But no way was I going to let my bride drive by herself at one o'clock in the morning, 45 minutes to get another bridesmaid. So I put on my tennis shoes and I popped out my retainers and I (laughs) got out of bed. Let's go. And we rode to the airport. And you know what? We had the sweetest conversation in the car. Mm-hmm. I got the sweetest time with her to talk about those final hours before becoming a bride. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. And if if you just don't have the mindset of, 
I'm going to do whatever I have to do to make sure that you are A, not alone, mm-hmm. B, not stressed and feeling the weight of what's coming. And I'm going to try to buffer anything to make this joyful for you. I'm, I think really it is. You will be rewarded and you will feel so rewarded of, man, that's how I love someone well. Mm-hmm. It really it really is a beautiful thing that happens when you decide to to put your needs aside and say, for this weekend, I am just going to love my friend like mm. crazy. Yeah. It really is. You get so much joy out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. So you just be present. Mm-hmm. I, I, it really is. It's yeah. being present. It's being available. It's being willing to go the extra mile mm-hmm. for the seemingly little things. Yeah. And the bride may, you may never get a thank you for all that you did, but don't, don't it, I mean, that's just for life. Like, don't expect a thank you for doing nice things. And if you get one, great. But that we shouldn't be motivated by the thank you we may or may not receive. Like, yeah, we should yeah. do it because we delight in loving our people well. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. And I it is. Know. It's such, when they're, when they're your people, when you love them well. And I think this is why you take a really strong consideration when you agree to be someone's mm-hmm. bridesmaid. Because if you can say, like, yes, I love you so well and and you might even grow apart in years to come yeah but it's still whenever you're with them or whenever you talk to them you've got that surge of love again like oh mm-hmm. yes I do love you I yeah. do like want to do life alongside you even if that looks like a much different version of it when we were when you were getting married or when yeah. I was getting married um it is it's just like that's how you delight in loving your people mm-hmm. well yeah just delighting in it I think is the sweetest part but enough with practical advice. Let's get to the heart uh, stuff, shall we? The best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're just going to kind of bounce questions back and forth to each other because I just we're in very different seasons of life, but like our friendship is sweeter and stronger than it's ever been. And that's yeah. just that's just a testament to years of friendship, but also walking through mountaintops and valleys together. Um, so because I think so much of bridesmaid advice is just like how do we do friendship well how do we do friendship well in different seasons and um, with joyful hearts so I want to ask you as a married woman how has friendship changed for you since being married wow well I think right from the beginning um just the living situation yeah I lived with friends all through college so Mm -hmm. all through my entire dating experience I lived with you know, I was out of town for a while, first period, and my roommate, when I was living in Orlando, became one of my bridesmaids mm-hmm. and one of my dearest friends. When I was in Lexington at school with you guys, I lived, you know, with one of my other, all of my, all of my roommates became a bridesmaid um, in different seasons of my life. And so you, friendship is so fun and convenient when you either live mm. in the same house, live in, shoot, live in the same bedroom. <laughs> Liz and I could hold hands in our tiny little bedroom. Really? That was so fun. It was so fun. Or um, when you live right next door or anything like that, when you're living with girlfriends, like friendship is just, you don't really have to schedule. You just Mm -hmm. are going to for sure see each other at some point. Yeah. Um, So that changed a lot at the beginning because all of a sudden I had this new roommate and he was a boy and he was not my my (laughs) girlfriend's. And, you know, you just come home from a day of work and you just do your normal routine. But now it's not your girlfriend's, it's your spouse that Mm -hmm. you're with. And so... That changed a lot. I had to be a lot more intentional um, to make sure that I was seeing my friends. I had to remember that they might still, if it was my single friends, they're still living with girlfriends. Mm-hmm. They're still in that season. And it was a choice you have to make that you can't um, you can't be mad at them for like still going about their regular with their girl roommates and their, their normal um, life. Mm-hmm. Your life has changed. Theirs maybe not has. And that is not their fault. It's not your fault. It just Mm -hmm. means you have to start learning your new rhythms. And so um, friendship, I think, has become even more valuable for me since Mm -hmm. becoming married. Because um, you're, I mean, hopefully you marry your best friend. I married my my best, my male best friend, really. (laughs) Um, And the beauty is, is, you know, he becomes more and more my person as the mm-hmm. years go on, but he's never going to replace Liz. Like, he just can't because I married someone that's different in the best ways from my best friends, <laughs> yeah, and they still 
that void in mm-hmm. ways that he's not able to. And we always joke, um, my husband is not a man of many words. I am a, a lady of a lot of words. <laughs> and so there are times where I like really want to talk about something and he'll he'll tell me like, you know, you should like go get coffee or something with Liz and like get your <laughs> words out. <laughs> Which Please. is so beautiful because oh, I think that just shows like when you marry your best friend, you want to start sharing so much with them. But mm-hmm. don't forget that there is there's still something so beautiful about the friendships that you had and that you need to prolong because nothing replaces girlfriends. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And the same for my spouse. Like, nothing replaces his guy friends. He has set time aside every week that he spends in a very early morning with guys. (laughs) But it's so good for him, and it's so good for me to, you know, have set rhythms of, of girl time. You just... It's easy to be excited when you first get married and like, oh, you just want to spend all that time with that spouse. And if you are a friend that was not married and you feel like left behind, I'll let you speak to that actually. I'm going to let you speak to that. But you have to understand that it's new and exciting. It's just like when you get a new puppy or you get a new toy, anything like that. You're just like, oh, I just want to do all the things with that. All the things. Yeah. But, um, and that's okay. Give yourself grace to have that. But also don't forget don't isolate yourself. Don't forget mm-hmm. because really life gets hard. Marriage is hard mm-hmm. and you need that support system. I think even more so in marriage than as you were leading up to marriage yeah. because it gets real. Like mm-hmm. it's permanent and it gets real, real, mm-hmm. real fast. And those girlfriends, I mean, they're, they're just there for you no mm-hmm. matter what. So I think friendship looks different. You have to acknowledge that it's going to look different. You have to acknowledge that you might be moving into a different season that your friends are not. And so you have to give, you, you can't hold it against them that they're yeah. maybe not thinking about you um, as much because they've got lots of girlfriends probably still, or they're mm-hmm. still living with their roommates and they're all doing their girl things. And mm-hmm. that's okay. That's beautiful. That's like such a good thing for them. Invite yourself. Don't think, I think one of the big things is I hear from new brides is, well, I just don't get invited anymore. Well, sister, Mm -hmm. you text them, call them, Mm -hmm. invite yourself because they might be thinking, oh, well, she's got a new husband. Like, I don't want to interrupt newlywed time. And if you need some friend time, tell them, please interrupt my newlywed time. They need permission. You have to give them permission. So um, don't. They obviously love you enough to be your friends all the way through up until the day you got married. So text them and tell them you miss them. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Well, and I, the, like, it's so funny because I'm going to speak to what friendship has looked like. Um, yeah. Reverse question. Yeah. Role reversal. Reversal. As a single gal. <laughs> yeah. What is that like? What has um, changed when your friends get married? A lot. I mean, it changes a lot. Um, I I think I can echo like everything you just said um, to the reverse of of me. And um, with, well, I'll speak to what it feels like at first and then we'll get into practicals. But um, it it is a weird uh, thing. And I feel like I'll get emotional about it just because I've like watched the Lord bring me through it so much. But it is this weird thing all of a sudden and and God has been so sweet especially with us like it is this oh I will I will cry um but in like a really sweet way it is this like grieving time in a way because um it kind of like what you said like you're you're marrying your best friend um and for me for someone that like my friends got married and and I wasn't dating anyone like there wasn't someone significant in my life to be like oh well it's okay like I have someone too um to have this like oh well what what about me like you're you're my best friend though like what do I do with that um you're my best friend, but you're marrying your best friend. So like, what does that mean for us? I think is, um, we can get really in our heads about that. Um, and, and I've, I've been in friendships where it's been done really well and it's not been done really well. Um, but I would say the beauty of, and kind of how I said, like, I feel like our friendship is like sweeter and stronger even through marriage for you is because like and this is just a testament to cast is like I never had to question that for long like or even at all and part of that is like oh this is 
where I'll cry. Like, Nathan is my best friend, too. And, oh, this will be hard to listen to. <laughs> Y'all will be like, what are you saying? Um, and so, and, and same for another, there's like two of my best friends. Their husbands are also my best friends. And so I'm very, very, very blessed in that, is that um, it, it wasn't a like him versus me type ordeal. Like he loved me just as much as, not just as much, Cass loves me more, but like as much as he could and does. Um, it was just this blending of two worlds and it's been really sweet. And I think as the single friend, you can't like in the same, and the funny thing is like to hear Cassie say like, if you're the married friend that feels like you're not invited to things anymore, the same happens as the single friend. But to hear both parties feel like that, there's something to that, y'all. So, like, don't stop communication just because someone has a ring on their finger now. Like, because um, I think that's, I I would get in my head a lot of, like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt. Or, like, ah, is it weird if I third wheel them? Like, I third wheeled with all of my friends before, like, just because the guy has a ring on his finger now, like, that doesn't change anything, like, just because they're having, it's honestly, it's like, just because they're having sex now, like, doesn't mean anything, like, because it is probably not happening as often as you think. Exactly, I think we get in our heads of, like, oh, they're just having, like, like, newlywed sex all the time, like, if I text her now, I'm gonna interrupt something, it's like, Lord have mercy, they're not sex fiends, like, she'll text her when she's done, it's probably not that long, like, let's be real, I know what everybody's thinking, like, um, just call it like it is. Just call it like it is. And I think that, and I mean, especially for us too, like the majority of our friends waited to have sex till they were married. And so it was even more so like, oh my gosh, it's all they're doing now because they haven't been able to do it in so long or, you know, whatever. But man, I'm really turning the tables on that one. But it is. you. What The point of that is like, it's really easy to get in your head and tell your let that stupid voice in your head tell you lies about what your friendship is now. And the reality is if it really is a like long-lasting, meaningful, deep-rooted friendship, marriage doesn't change anything. And seasons will look different. Your your rhythms will look different. I think what you said in the beginning of um, friendship was really convenient before um and that's true but even like just friendship in college is convenient but like friendship as adults is hard yeah single married I don't care what your marital status is like adult friendship is hard and I think what we have to learn is that you have to adapt your rhythms to create intentional friendship and to create that intentional time. So like practically speaking, to give you a peek inside mine and Cassie's friendship, um, we do our best to do a bestie date once a month. Once a month. Now we're together, like we're together all the time where we see each other at church most every Sunday. Our big groups hang out for UK games or movie nights or sand volleyball or whatever. Like we're all together, but having, we know that we need one-on-one time together. Um, And so we do everything in our power to, and we used to be really good. Like the first Tuesday of every month, like we had to create, but we both have crazy schedules, crazy lives, and we respect each other's priorities. Like I respect that she needs time with Nathan. Um, without me there in the same way, like, um, my friends, Mary and Dan, like people joke all the time that I, (laughs) he calls me his sister wife because I am literally at their house all the time. And like when the bachelor is on, like I am there every Monday we have, they are precious and like feed me dinner with, I eat dinner with them. They just had a baby a couple months ago. Like I've done bedtime with them. So just having those times but like I'm not going to text them every single night to be like what are you guys doing what are you guys doing because it's like I you need family time but like also I think the beauty of friendship is that it would be so easy for me to not ask to be integrated into these new family dynamics um but really like 
they're still my people. They were my people before we all hung out before they got married. It's like, why are we going to quit doing that? Right. Just because, and the, <laughs> the funny thing is that Cassie was my roommate before she got married, and then I moved in with our friend Mary. So, like, really, I'm like, well, you're welcome. I gave you your roommate. <laughs> She's just on permanent Lynn for you. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I'll just say I jumped all over the place with that. But I think the point of it is it, you have the opportunity to let it make you really bitter. Um, as a single person, with or without a significant other, I think um, it can really open up opportunity for self-doubt and wondering, like, just a lot of really ugly darkness can happen if you allow that space to cultivate in your life. But there are so many ways to combat that. And I think yeah. in, in, in the way that Cassie spoke to, like, how married folks can love their – I mean, whether it's, like, your dating friends, your single friends, or your other married friends. Um, but I, too, would say to married people or dating people, I think it's really easy for them to couple up. Um, don't forget about your single friends. Um, I think it sometimes – and it's not intentional. Like, I know that I am not being intentionally forgotten about, but – it's easy for, like, the husbands to talk, so then the wives are automatically invited. Um, but, like, so certain people in the group aren't invited. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just little things like that, that it's no – like, no one's intentionally thinking, especially the boys. Like, yeah. they are not intentionally thinking, like, oh, we're going to leave out our single girlfriends or, or guy friends. Like, either, either way. Um, but just, like, we're – like, just don't – just be mindful. Yeah. Um, but to the single people, like, also don't be – this is going to sound harsh, but, like, don't be so sensitive. Like, it, yeah. it's not always intentional. I would argue it's very rarely intentional that you're not invited to certain things. No, and, I, and to this as well, I think, like, to the married people, also hear me say, I think this is something I actually have had a really hard time with, it's okay to hang out. Like, and go to dinner with just another couple. Absolutely. It's really okay if there's a group of five of you and there's one that's single mm-hmm. and you want to just get some one-on-one time with that other couple because you just want to know, like, hey, we just want to talk about marriage things mm-hmm. or things that are hard. Like, it's okay. You have permission to do things yes. with a couple. Don't hear us say that you can't ever do things, like, no. coupled off. No. But it's it really is just, like, the perspective of, if it's a big group setting or even if it's just an intimate dinner, mm-hmm. like don't don't discount that your single friend doesn't want to be there with you because right. the hope is is you're sitting there in hope that one day they're going to have someone with them there too. Mm-hmm. And if not, that's also okay. Like if yeah. that's not ever their reality, that should never mean that they don't get just a spot at that table. Right. But also don't feel like I, I mean, I struggled really bad with guilt of, like, mm. I can't ever do any kind of couple thing because yeah. I'd be leaving out my single friends. And that's not healthy either because no. you need community just like your single friends are going to go do things with the exactly. other single ladies and exactly. or single guys. Yeah. And that's okay. So give yourselves permission. There's just – I think it's a dance. It really mm-hmm. is. There's no one right way to do it. You're learning as you go. And yeah. I think the biggest thing to remember – I'm going to get a little spiritual here. Whether you're – Married, dating, single, relationships aside, friendship is hard and there is there is power when you're in community. Mm-hmm. There is life and joy in community and there is also something very real in this world that wants to isolate us mm-hmm. and that when we allow ourselves to be isolated, whether that's in marriage, whether that's in engagement, whether that's in singleness, we are losing out on one of the biggest opportunities and gifts for joy in this mm-hmm. world. And you get a very short life in reality. Mm-hmm. So don't spend it alone. Like whether or not, don't buy the lie that because you don't have a significant other that you are alone. You're not alone. Like mm-hmm. if I love my husband, I love that man. But if I like didn't get to have friendships, my marriage would not be as sweet. My marriage mm-hmm. would not be half of what it is if I didn't have the guy and girl friendships mm-hmm. outside of our marriage that really make my husband and I's marriage yeah. what it is. And so yeah. you just can't discount it at all. 
and yeah. you just have to you really do have to remember that there is there is something that wants us to be isolated and we have to fight against that for community and so you just learn new rhythms and you have to be flexible yeah. and you learn as just as, as if you're learning to ballroom dance like mm-hmm. you're gonna step on each other's toes at first it's yeah. gonna feel uncomfortable we've had to have thankfully not a lot mm-hmm. but like some conversations before where it's like hey are you good are we good yeah. like am I hurting your feelings are you feeling hurt by this like how can we make this better for our friendship mm-hmm. and you just gotta do check-ins don't be afraid of the vulnerable conversations because that's why I think friendship is so sweet now because mm-hmm. even though we don't see each other, even though we're not having bedtime talk <laughs> like we used to we have such richer conversations because we know in that time we're together yeah it's like we go deep real fast yeah because that's what matters mm-hmm. and so it is it just looks so different but man I think it's way more valuable now than ever mm-hmm. I would agree well it, I mean you led right into it because I was going to ask you how has friendship blessed you and that that's it and I to what you were saying you you're you're not meant to do life alone you're not and and I think with that I think the beautiful thing about friendship and and needing all of those different people like yes marriage is wonderful and having that person is amazing but like it's also really lonely if you create a whole world just around the two of you yeah and God is so kind to put people in our lives that shape us and mold us to be a holistic person, like a whole W-H-O-L-E person, holistically whole, because of different people in our lives. We cannot, first of all, you cannot put all the pressure on one person to be who quote unquote completes you or fully heals you or fully dead. First of all, I'm going to preach to you that the only person that can do that for you is Jesus, but that. I will not go all gospel on you right now. Ooh, but but with that, the beauty of it is, is that God created so many people to be his image bearers. So when we have those people, when we have, I almost said hundreds, that's too much. But when you, <laughs> I don't know why that was. You have lots of friends. <laughs> I have, oh gosh, yeah. Um, I said that like that was a bad thing. But anyway. Jesus had 12 best friends, and and each of them brought something sweet to his life that made him, I mean, he was made complete and whole because of God, as are we, but it was the character of each of those people that then built up and edified the character of Jesus, and and we are the same in that. Um, Different people's gifts and love are what build character within us, and so... I do not care what your marital status is. Friendship matters because people matter and people create community. And community can be truly the biggest because you get to take that to heaven with you. Like nothing else gets to go except Jesus (laughs) and your people, Lord willing. And like that's why it matters. That's why it matters to stand next to a bride to be as her bridesmaid and say, I am committed to you for life. You are my person. I am. De- that is what you're declaring as a bridesmaid is that like, I am committed to you just as you are making that vow. It, I mean, it's a covenantal vow that you're making with your friend. Yes, you don't have rings to bear that to each other, but your hearts are bound to each other in that way. And it is a vow that you make. And we had a really sweet friend that said, you know, she loves weddings and it's wonderful. And, um, you know, it, it's so fun to celebrate that covenantal promise that you're making, a man and a woman are making to each other. Um, but why don't we celebrate friendship like that? Oh, because yeah. it's just as much of a covenantal promise if you do it well and beautifully, that it is just as much sacrificial love and the the building up of other people if you allow it to be and so wow I just went on a rant well, that's a but good word though I you know because the the last question I have for us is ha- is how has friendship blessed you and I, we we are more healed and whole and joyful because of friendship oh my gosh I am more the person I was intended to be mm-hmm. and I will become more of that woman every year yeah. because of friendship. And that's 
friendship with girlfriends. That's mm-hmm. friendship with my friends' spouses. That's mm-hmm. friendship with other single guys in our community. That's friendship with my own spouse. But yeah. it, at the end of the day, it's not romantic love. It right. is like that brotherly friendship love, unconditional love that is what's forming us to be what we are. And man, I'm just like picturing my wedding day mm-hmm. and it's like so excited to look into that person's eyes but what was like the what's the best like one of my favorite photos from our entire day was when our people surrounded us mm-hmm. to pray over us and it, it's like this melding together like yeah. the picture we have in our house is like you can see heads you can see the back of heads and you can kind of picture out who's where but like we're just one big group, mm-hmm. and you can't really figure out where the bride starts and where she ends and where a bridesmaid starts and where a groomsman mm-hmm. is, and it's that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just, you you need those people behind you. You're stronger because of the people standing next to you, because of those bridesmaids, because of those groomsmen. Like, you're, you're going into battle with these people mm-hmm. next to you, and that that is such a blessing to do it with, community I just can't mm-hmm. even imagine I, I just can't even imagine like my life would not have the value or richness or joy mm-hmm. without my friendships yeah. like it really is gosh and I think too like a big part of this that you mentioned is like as you have friends each friend has its own unique way to bless you mm-hmm. and I think too, like as we get older, this doesn't matter about marital status, but as you get older, you are going to grow apart from some and you're going to gain new friends. Yeah. And the friends that are with you through all seasons, they there's going to be some learning curve, you know? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you said, like I wasn't your roommate, you got a new roommate, and it could be one thing for me to get competitive. Yeah. Or it's a whole other thing for me to be like, well, if this new roommate loves my person so well, then mm-hmm. I'm going to love this new roommate really well also because mm-hmm. we're in it with the same goal like to love elizabeth well like mm-hmm. that's the common thread you are not my competition you are not my partner you are now my person to also love this common friend together mm-hmm. and so married married girls like if your friends gain new friends as you move on and you're gonna gain new friends you're mm-hmm. you know you're gonna meet new people that you didn't know beforehand like we're not in competition together. Mm-hmm. The goal is not to have like one person that is your only friend. Like mm-hmm. the goal should be to have this beautiful network around you. Mm-hmm. And that only happens by growing and gaining more people. And if you're competitive, that's not how that, that's not where that fruit mm-hmm. grows. That's mm-hmm. really where like my, some of my best friends now, I didn't even know to have them in my wedding. And mm. it's so sweet because, like, they are my home team. We yeah. use that phrase a lot yeah. in our yeah. friend group. But they're my people. And the sweet thing is, like, a lot of them overlap as Elizabeth's mm-hmm. people. And that's because we're all on the same team. Like, our goal is to love the other friend well. So, uh, man, that's how we're mm. blessed. Is yeah. I'm blessed because also I gained friends through you gaining new friends. Yeah. And you've gained and friends from me gaining right, new friends. Yeah. And yeah. so because of that, like, our A and B relationship between Elizabeth and I is able to bless the whole alphabet around right. us because we bring in new people with, with us. And it just really is such a such a gift so mm-hmm. don't get pigeonholed like mm-hmm. these were my bridesmaids and these are the only people that I'm ever gonna love and yeah. open myself up to and if my person my my people my best friends gain new friends like their competition oh like Mm-mm. that's just an opportunity to gain more people that you yeah. love like yeah you obviously share some common common things right you like the same people <laughs> yeah. so you might be gaining some more friends and yeah. that is man you can never have too many friends you no. real like you still might have like listen like Jesus had his twelve, but Jesus had like a whole big yeah. following of friendships. Yeah, so it's okay to keep your home team. We for sure have it, mm-hmm. but it also don't ever close yourself off from from more more yeah. people to love and to pour into you and to encourage you. Yeah, because you just never know. Like I'm such a believer that God brings people into your life for a reason, and you just never know. You just never know what. God has in store for you. Like for me, I, not that every new person in my life is like, are you going to be who introduces me to my husband? But there is always that like, huh, why, why are you in my life now? You know, not that it's because a marital (laughs) marriage is on the other end of that friendship, but like, 
you just never know. Something significant. I mean, their friendship alone is significant, but just, you just literally never know what doors could open or what life could look like because God thought it would be really neat to put new people in your life. So gosh, we could go on and on. This could be like a five hour long shoot. I know. That's (laughs) welcome to our coffee dates. We're like, (laughs) let's hang out for an hour. We usually, we've gotten smart in that we're like, let's just go to someone's house so that we're not sitting at Starbucks for five hours and probably crying in the public eye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, well, we asked this of everyone on the podcast. I love these questions. Our moderate twirl is she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What for you, Cassie Dilly, is the foundation of your joy? Ugh, I mean, I, I love my Jesus. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Um, I, there's no way to answer that without it. Um, I mean, truly, like walking with the Lord, I can tie that back to friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. my foundation of joy. Like, literally, every every breath, every essence of me is back to just knowing and being loved by the Lord is Mm -hmm. just life, literally Mm life-changing. And through following the Lord, like my story, that's how I met you. That's how Mm -hmm. I met my husband. That's how I have met every friend. And so really I can't tell like any kind of story, any Mm -hmm. extension of myself without without Jesus, without mm-hmm. the Lord. So, man, that is that is joy. That is yeah. the embodiment of joy. And even on the hardest, saddest, darkest days, mm-hmm. I feel like, yes, I might not be happy, but I can still have joy mm-hmm. because of the Lord. Like, that is who he is, and he's living in me. So mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. Mm. She got the joy, 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 joy down in her heart. There, down in her heart today. That was just what was in my head the whole time you were saying it. Oh, man. If I wasn't a little bit stopped up in my nose, I would have been singing right there along with you. Well, I was so on key. I really don't know why my Broadway career never kicked off. Oh, wow. Why neither of our Broadway careers kicked off? Man. Because the Lord said, nope. The Lord said, "Uh, no, you need to stay where you are. We've got other gifts for you. You can. I'm going to say no. It's a no for me, dog. Can you just imagine, like, yes. God and his, like, booming? I'm just imagining, like, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit yeah. sitting up there. It's like the boys. no, for me, dog. <laughs> no one turns around. They're like, what? God's like, I gave her other gifts. <laughs> Why is she still insistent on this? I'm still saying no. Stop singing on your podcast. No oh. one can stop me here. No one can stop you. And you got all the lyrics right, so... Who's, Which is a miracle. Never happens. Yeah, I Girl, you're on a roll. I really questioned it when I was doing it. I was like, I think maybe that's why I didn't jump in too, because I wasn't confident of what the word was coming out next. Fun fact, I suck at lyrics. Oh, and I'm right there with you, so <sighs> yeah. we would never know. This is why we're not on Broadway. <laughs> that's why we're good friends. We can do high kicks, but we cannot sing oh, all the lyrics. Oh, man, Celine Dion came on the other day, Liz. Oh, on man. the radio. That's Liz and I's favorite. We never no. get the words right, but never. man, we get the key. We've got passion. That we've got. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, where can people hang out with you? You're on. Here's the deal. Cass is on and off social media about every other day. So when you listen to this, she might be on social I, media. I am, I am. You can find me. You can find me on Instagram <laughs> at Cassie Dilly, just like those Bud Light commercials. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. Um. You can find me there. There hasn't been a lot of posting on my side. Um, I'm just like in a little fast right now. I love it though. But um, I'm there. So. She's there. She's hanging out. I'm hoping. I, I've got some things. Sometimes yeah. I write words um, over say, on a blog. a blog. <clears throat> I do. It's CassieDilly.com. It's really great. I've got lots of things. That, I've got lots of drafts. I've got lots of drafts to I, publish. I like have to check in with her and be like, are you going to hit publish anytime <clears throat> soon? Or Enneagram one, so yeah. um, we never even touched on the Enneagram. But I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But um, so as a perfectionist, it's really hard for me to like send it out into the world. Nothing ever feels fully finished. So I've got a lot of words. Um, one of these days, I'm just gonna like mass publish a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I love new friends. I do. So if you want to slide on She's over, a <laughs> slide into her DMs. I'm there, but <laughs> I probably won't see any new pictures. <laughs> She, she's active, just not... Just don't post. Visible. 
like yeah. a ghost. Yeah. She's like a ghost. I'll I know. I'll you double know tap. You... I'll like. I'll yeah. comment on some things and people will be like, oh, she's back. She's alive. And then I slide and back then into she's the darkness. gone again. <laughs> gone again. No, but really, the posts that are on her blog are super encouraging, y'all. She won't brag on herself, but I will. She's an incredible writer and mm-hmm. you should go read her. Thank you. You should go read. And the posts that are on her Instagram are great. So Cass is, she won't say this, but like she is one of the most encouraging humans that ever existed. God wired her that way. And I have benefited deeply because of it. So if you just need encouragement and a pep talk and a like, you got this sister, go on over to at Cassie Dilly on Instagram or CassieDilly.com. She made it real easy for you. No one else has my name, so it's <laughs> true. Real easy. It's true. And she's Cassie with a C. C A S S I E D I L L Y. I feel like I'm in elementary school. You are. You didn't know, but we're back at school. Your preschool teacher came out. Oh, you're welcome, Lucy Cox. Um, but yeah, guys, and I'm glad you got to meet my best friend. Oh, isn't she you. awesome? Oh, you're so sweet. This has been like the best treat. I, know, I feel like this I'm is like. Fun. I haven't missed an episode, so now I'm like gonna be real weirded out when I'm She's like, oh my god, I'm on it. I'm like, oh gosh, that's my voice. Oh gosh, that's me. It's just like, oh, I have arrived. You're, you I have arrived. She is here. <laughs> we need to get our own podcast. Not that I need another project, but you don't. But our our episodes would be like three hours long. Oh, bless the people. I no know. One would listen to that. We'd have like our moms. Listen. Our moms. I don't even know if they'd last that long. Monica wouldn't. She's no. She's she, everywhere. And Lucy doesn't know how to work podcasts, so. <laughs> yeah, it would just be for us. It would just be ours. <laughs> we would be the only Which ones. Which is also known as a coffee date. Yeah, exactly. So probably not. So probably it'll never happen. But... Well, this was fun while it lasted then. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Over and out. Over and out. <laughs> but really, this is great. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Y'all, I hope that was encouraging to you. If you made it this far, you're a champ. Uh, that last little bit, I'm. we just were slap happy at that point, I think. But y'all, I hope truly that that was encouraging to you and that you have those kind of friendships in your life. I pray that you are that kind of friend to people and that you have those kind of friends in your life that love you sacrificially and deeply and and, and with a with a covenantal promise that they are for you and with you till the end friendship matters so deeply it is so significant and it can change your life so i man i hope that this was an encouraging conversation to you all if if you loved what you heard would you please 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 go to podcast on itunes app or the iTunes podcast app, whichever way, you know what I'm talking about. You're probably on it right now. <laughs> and leave a five-star rating and a kind review. Maybe tell us what you, something you're taking away from today's episode. Um, or I don't know, just, just share, just share something in the comments, uh, just so more and more people can find us here at Twirl Talk Podcast and be encouraged and uplifted and feel a little less alone because we've got some people that are here to walk alongside you even if it's through your earbuds (laughs) guys we love you so much if you want to follow along with us feel free to over on instagram at twirlex or at twirl talk podcast and for show notes be sure to check out our website twirlboutique.com slash podcast Guys, we've got one more episode to round out season one of Twirl Talk Podcast, and y'all are going to freaking love it. So don't miss next week. It'll be our grand finale, and we cannot wait to share it with you. Until then, we love you guys. Have a fantastic week, and we'll talk to you soon.